the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. It's Friday night. <laughs> That's right. It's Friday night, and there's nowhere I'd rather be than hanging out with all y'all here. Whether you're listening to me in your car on the way home or streaming, or if you're just going to be listening to me on the podcast later, don't forget you can download the podcast. Don't forget our 24 hour hotline, 844 Excuse me, 844-814-5227. The question of the day I posed earlier in talking to Tony Lyons from Skyhorse Publishing is, Will, how many MAGA people will jump to RFK Jr.? I'm not sure. 844-814-5227. We got lots of crazy stuff to share with you all this hour. Do you know what air self means or fair self? Hmm. That's a term that's being used at Johns Hopkins Medicine in Maryland. We're going to talk about that. There's a crazy California bill that has to do with parental rights and what the new definition of child abuse is. We've got all that to get into a little bit later. Come up in a moment. We've got Janice Daniels, who's going to be here to talk about globalists wanting to accelerate the new world order transformation. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. But before I bring you Janice, I got to welcome in back this man who's keeping the wheels going every night of the week. It's my man, DJ Potato Skins. Hello, my dear. He must be busy because he's missed. He's missed uh, my, my tee it up for him. All right. So joining me right now, hopefully, because I'm not sure if uh, I can't tell if Skins is with me, if I'm connected to the studio or what. But Janice Daniels was the ninth mayor of Troy, Michigan, elected in 2011. Janice experienced firsthand the power of Saul Alinsky's tactics to pick the target, freeze it, personalize it, and polarize it when she became the target of local leftists and the nationwide fake news media. She is a member of the John Birch Society, and she joins me now to talk about the how the globalists are wanting to accelerate the New World Order transformation. Hi, Janice. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hi, Andrea. Uh, yes, in fact, our Goliath is global. Uh, but, you know, we really just have to start saying no to this onslaught of these insane so-called laws and restrictions and mandates. Uh, I, I just took a look at Bob Walter's website, wethekids.us. It looks very interesting. I think he's on to a really good thing, connecting kids to our mm-hmm. heritage of God. But, yes, it is all over the press. The Trilateral Commission has recently stated that the year 2023 is year one of the new world order. Hmm. 2023. 2023, today, this year one of the new world order. Um, And they have massive control over so much of the media. 
that mm-hmm. they can make things appear as though they've got the world order already under control. Uh, mm-hmm. But I believe they're more like a blowfish because they, they're seemingly bigger than what they really are. And quite frankly, King Solomon said in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9, there's no new thing under the sun. What <laughs> is will be, and what has been done will be done again. And man's inhumanity to man is biblical. So mm-hmm. this attempt to subjugate the world's people under an oligarchy is really nothing new. Um, and right, it's not. And has- so, it, well, excuse me for... Um, uh, for interrupting, but I'm just thinking about that, and, and I've got to be thinking about that in connection with this Trump indictment. Your thoughts? Well, I believe, again, that's all a, a, a part of the disinformation campaign to to disrupt the uh, mega base and to make sure that President Trump doesn't get reelected. And I personally, I will vote for President Trump. I happen to like the way he's brash. I like the way he tells it like it is. I think one of his legacies is that he taught us that we can be bold with the truth, as bold as they are with the lies. Mm-hmm. Boy, they are really going overtime. They, the, the, the Council on Foreign Relations, the New World Order, the Trilateral Commission, they do not want President Trump to get reelected because he is the first America first president, mm-hmm. I don't know, since George Washington, maybe Calvin Coolidge, maybe. I mean, I was I was absolutely so impressed with his speeches on the world stage where he went mm-hmm. to the U.N. and he looked at every single one of those world leaders and says to them, you have every right to protect your country, but I have the right to protect America. And right. I don't know why we would want to even think about having anybody else but President Trump, because anybody that the globalists hate as much as they hate President Trump, boy, I like him. Well, yeah. I mean, you you know, um, I saw a meme today that said if they, you know, because the the rhino establishment and the uniparty are saying, oh, Trump can't win the general. And I saw a meme today, the general election, I saw a meme today that said there'd be no indictments if he wasn't electable. They know that they have to stop him, particularly since they kept him hamstrung the first go round and he has learned from what happened the first go round and plans to go back with the four years that he has left. He doesn't have to worry about reelection. His plan is to go in and finish business, and that is to drain the swamp. That is to when he, it, back in 2016, it was drain the swamp. It was it, yes, it was build a wall. Um, yes, it was you know China's eating our lunch, and it was about the economy, but it was also about drain the swamp. It was also about two tier justice in this country, and I don't think he even had any idea in 2016 the extent of the police state and how entrenched it was. I mean, you, it's probably no surprise to you. you been on the receiving end of it, the use of Saul Alinsky's tactics. And, you know, um, and also he was the first president in decades, Republican or Democrat, that did not take us into into a war that was that was based on a false narrative. And here we are practically the second he's gone, we're waging a proxy war against Ukraine. And President Zelensky over there, Trump is here's how you know Trump's our guy, because Zelensky doesn't want Trump back in the White House either. 
Oh, that's right. And isn't it interesting that uh, Usurper Joe, and that's who I call this <laughs> Usurper <who is> Joe, <laughs> residing in the uh, in in our in our White House. We've got this fraud in our mm-hmm. White House, for God's sakes. And what country does he uh, create a, 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 a chaos in? Ukraine. Oh, Hunter Biden, Burisma. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. have you, uh, you know, and, and I went on to Britannica.com because I wanted to find out what uh, Hunter Biden earned per month. And do you know that every single website that I saw on the list on my search engine said that Donald Trump was the one that was guilty of having um, bribed, trying to bribe (laughs) the Ukraine president. And I'm going, are you kidding me? But that is exactly the position we're in right now. We have uh, disinformation that is global, and it's a Goliath that we must beat. There is no way around it. There are men and women across the globe looking to America for leadership. And and not this this pablum that's regurgitated endlessly on the New Mm. World Order media sites, and they have a bunch of them. So I am very pleased to be a part of the radio network of, of, of shows that actually speak the truth about what's going on here. America mm-hmm. is a republic. We are not a democracy. True. We are not a democracy. And, and, and quite frankly, it's time that we learn that we must understand our Constitution. We must never give up our Second Amendment right. And that's mm-hmm. the right to a militia, the right to a free state, and the right to, for the people to keep and bear arms. The Second Amendment says Congress shall not infringe on those three rights, a right to have a militia, a right to a free state, and a right for the people to keep and bear arms, because pray that we never have to use it, but just because it is in place, it is stopping this takeover mm-hmm. of our country. Yep, and, and we they, will and, not but have... Right. And they're going to continue to look, though, for ways to take our guns. I don't know if you heard yesterday, uh, California Governor Newsom has come out with a proposal of the 28th Amendment, which includes language like um, banning any civilian from owning a gun that's meant to, you know, hurt people kind of thing. It just vague language that really um, it's it's intentionally misleading, trying to make people think that it's just, quote, common sense gun, you know, met control measures when it's really a gun grab. Absolutely. And, and, and the fallacy is, is that that particular governor has absolutely no right. We have a federal constitution that says that the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And those are simple words and no fly-by-night governor who's going to be a speck of, of, of sand in the great uh, uh, seashore of life. He is not going to take away our right to keep and bear arms. We need to understand what we have with the Constitution. I'm in a group, uh, in addition to being a part of the New American, and, and, and I absolutely love this latest issue that's coming out. It's got Alex Newman. Uh, he's written a, a, um, a commentary on uh, that's called America Rededicated to God at 1607 mm. First Landing University or anniversary. It, it, it's just a, a, a wonderful um, article commemorating a covenant invoked by Reverend Robert Hunt, 
when the first English settlers landed in Virginia in April of 1607. The cover story is a picture of Hillary Clinton, and it deep dives into the John Durham report. report. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that edition. It's uh, dated June 23rd or June 26th, 2023. So unless you purchase a subscription to The New American, you won't be able to read it right now. But um, that'll be coming soon. Well, tell everybody how they can um, do, uh, how they can read the New American. Well, uh, again, get a subscription to it, but the website is thenewamerican.com. You have to put the word the in there, thenewamerican.com, okay. because, again, the statists have a website called newamerican.com. Mm-hmm. So if you don't put the in there, the you in, get sent okay. to the pablum and the pap that they keep regurgitating right. over and over to right. us. Um but uh, so what is the I, difference I between excuse me for interrupting before I forget what's the difference between do you get more if you subscribe versus just going to the website Well for example I'm able to read the June 26 2023 edition today <laughs> Okay so it's a good idea to subscribe so they need to subscribe there's lots of great content on the new american I love it so much so uh th- I wanted to clarify that how how could people how could people read it uh, Janice Daniels, thank you so much for being here tonight. Your breath of fresh air. I love your quote of scripture. It's so right on, particularly for these times. I love everything uh, about what you stand for. And can they read your stuff at the New American? No, not yet. They are just giving me these opportunities to be on radio shows, but I'll keep sending in articles to them and hope that they publish my stuff. You can read some of my articles at michiganconservativeunion.org. michiganconservativeunion.org. Awesome. Well, you're great at radio, so you're welcome back here anytime. Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great night. Thanks for being here. YouTube. All right. Now stay tuned. Who knows? Do y'all know what air self means or fair self? (laughs) Y'all may not think it's funny. It's a crazy story coming out of Johns Hopkins uh, Medicine uh, in Maryland. Stay tuned for that. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Don't forget our, the, our question for the 24-hour hotline. Is you can call the hotline to say anything you want, really. But I am curious as to whether or not you guys think anybody's going to jump from MAGA to RFK Jr. And, of course, the scenario would be if Trump were to drop out in 2024. Or, or, or are you DeSantis? Uh, the, it was interesting at the 844-814-5227. It was interesting last weekend being at the uh, San Diego County Republican um, Lincoln Reagan dinner this past weekend. And supposedly after I left, I didn't get to take the poll. There was a straw poll and DeSantis won. I thought there was supposed to be like 800 people there. I think the straw poll included about 481 by a handful of votes. But I, I think it's I, so I don't know how telling that is. But given the Trump indictment, I think Charlie Kirk was right. The Republicans need to rally around Trump, not because of Trump, 
but against uh, the the shredding of our U.S. Constitution. And I think this is something every American needs to understand, that you shouldn't be celebrating the shredding of the Constitution and the court system and the law enforcement agencies being weaponized against any American because you certainly w- wouldn't want it happening to you. And let me tell you, there's not a time in history when a you when a government starts using starts jailing people for their politics, it never ends well for anybody. Never except the very few people at the top. So unless you think you're going to be running the U.S. government someday, you're going to end up being ensnared in it. We're all being ensnared in the insanity that is the transgenderism movement. But I guarantee you, Skins, because I found this story myself today, and I guarantee you, Skins, as busy as you are that you might not have heard this story, and even you might be shocked as much as you're delved into into politics, how infected not just our medical community is with this insanity, but none other than Johns Hopkins Medicine. When you think of like the top medical outfits in this country, don't you think Johns Hopkins skins at least one of the top three? Yeah, there's Johns Hopkins. You think Cleveland Clinic, right? Uh, you think when it comes to cancer, you think MD Anderson. Out here in California, you think Scripps, which recently partnered with MD Anderson. Johns Hopkins has got to be considered one of the top. Yet get this. Employees at Johns Hopkins Medicine in Maryland were given a new pronoun usage guide that lists dozens. You heard me. Dozens of pronouns, including, get this, Skins, <laughs> air self and fair self. <laughs> Let me spell air self for you. A-E-R-S-E-L-F, as in Frank, and fair self, which is F as in Frank, A-E-R-S-E-L-F. What the hunt does that even mean? Their pronoun usage guide details 50 different pronouns that the healthcare employees could use in the workplace with other options, including they, V-E, X-E, P-E-R, and A-E. This is one of the most premier medical institutions in this country, and this is where they've gone. The guide includes examples of how to use the pronouns such as, so here's, let's use this kind of like a spelling bee, right? Let's use this in context or English class. A-E, clean the office all by air. <laughs> A-E, clean the office all by air self, or I gave fair the key. <laughs> this is so stupid, I can't even stand it. The guide also shows how to use titles correctly, such as using Mr. for men, Miss for women. Okay, that sounds reasonable, right? Or MX for, quote, non-binary or gender diverse people. How about if you don't know what you are, you just you just answer to, uh, hey, you, because <laughs> you're, you're too stupid. Why do we why are we doing this? Why are we catering in this country? Our top medical institutions catering to this insanity. That's is this is this is actually no laughing matter, but it's like either I laugh or I cry. The guide comes along a policy that went into effect last year and allows workers to use their legal names on badges and can opt for a name that fits with their gender identities. 
Their program director for LBGTQ plus equity and education, Paula Nera, said on a podcast this year, in addition to patients using a chosen name for their wristbands, professionals who work for the hospital system can also use a chosen name on their ID badges. Okay, so I'm going to share something here. A lot of people don't know that I, I, I had some health struggles back in January, February, including me actually being in the hospital three times in four days. And this was at Scripps. And every time they matched my ID, my legal ID, to my wristband. And every time somebody came into the room and had to do paperwork or do or give me a prescription or do anything else, they confirmed who I was against my legal name. There was none of this, oh, your legal name is Andrea Kay, um, but do you go by the name of Stephen? No. That's not the way it worked at Scripps, thank goodness. But evidently, that's how it's going to work at Johns Hopkins, which makes me frightening for anybody to use Johns Hopkins. This person goes on to say, on the workforce side for our people, we updated the ID badge policy this March of 2022 to allow us to use a chosen name on our ID badge. That's, I, I, you know, I used to have an ID badge when I worked at Xerox Corporation, and it had to match our legal name. Because why would you have somebody have a badge that didn't match their, their identity? It's Isn't stupid. The point it makes of a no badge? sense. You would, you, that's not secure. It makes no common sense. Right. Because isn't the point of a badge supposed to be about security that's so the company knows about. who the heck you are? Right. Does, uh, you know, um, I have a key to get into the radio station. I don't think I have to show a badge, but, you know... Um, we use an actual key to get into the building, but, you know, we also don't have that many employees, you know, people roaming around the radio station. Um, but you had to, uh, you know, I had to have a badge at Xerox Corporation to get into the facilities and it had my photo on it and my legal name and my employee ID number, which matched my legal name, my legal name. And to think that they're not going through that, that at a, at a medical institution is shocking. They went on to say that Maryland laws changed, so they had to change. Oh, so because legislatures went off the rails, now that's the stupidest medic- thing I ever heard. It's like, we, yeah. you, I mean, it's it's the difference, but it's the same. It's like Sheriff Songer. He said on your show, he said on my show, just because something is law doesn't mean you have to go along with it if it doesn't make sense, and it's not, especially if it's not constitutional. Right. Exactly. So we've, and and this is what's happening in our medical community. Uh, our medical cre- community and science has been corrupted, like we talked about with Tony Lyons in last hour in the book, The Real Anthony Fauci, which goes into excruciating detail, the corruption be- involving him, Big Pharma, the NIH, the NIAID, the CDC, the FDA. It's all a money-making scheme under the it, – it's a money-making commie scheme under the guise of public health. And they're happy to push out all this nonsense into the, you know, the pediatric association, the AMA and beyond, because it's not because they don't really care about public health. What they care about is power, power and money. And that's what's going on. Um, they're bragging about the fact that that in the past at uh, Johns Hopkins, a healthcare in a healthcare setting, legal names had to be used all the time. And that's the way it should be. That's oh, progress. Here we are, a medical institution that's not using people's legal names. That makes me not um, want to use a place like that if I needed it. Yeah. Exactly. You're going to be more I mean, worried about my pronouns than who I actually am? 
Right. And, 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 and who I, they're more worried about my pronouns than who I actually am. And that includes what's going on with me medically. Because if you're going along this crap about pronouns and stuff, then you're not in tune to what's going on with my physical ailments. You can't be. You can't be qualified to treat me if you think that gender is a choice. Are you going to do or attempt to do a pelvic exam on a man who comes in claiming he's having menstrual cramps? The two fields, Andrea, that this stuff, I mean, we don't agree with it regardless, but the two fields that should never touch is the medical community and the military, and it's infiltrated both. It's funny how you should say that because this Johns Hopkins uh, uh, um, equity and education uh, person, Paul Anera, uh made history in 2015 as the first transgender Navy veteran well, whose discharge go. documentation was updated to reflect, quote, her name. In other words, this is a biological male. That was rewarded for this insanity by the U.S. Navy. In response to the name rules, Dr. Stanley Goldfarb, a retired professor and former associate dean for curriculum at the University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine, Penn, is like used to be serious, said that doctors and patients must have clear communication and that this change to name and pronoun rules muddies the waters and suggests political bias. It suggests insanity. Um the most Goldfarb went on to say the most important component of the physician patient relationship is the ability to have clear and appropriate communication. He went on to say to use pronouns associated with one's identification badge suggests that an individual has a particular ideology, ideological and political perspective. Goldfarb currently serves as the board chair of Do No Harm, a group of healthcare professionals, medical students and policymakers working to quote, protect healthcare from a radical divisive and discriminatory ideology when you first brought this up at the beginning of the segment andrea i I mean i was a little i'm like "Uh uh-huh yeah it's not cute and i was i was a little annoyed man this is this is very angering that this is going on because it's dangerous right it's dangerous it's dangerous culturally it's dangerous medically Goldfarb went on to say, for some patients, this may be off-putting and actually damage the physician-patient relationship. Also, using a name that suggests a different gender from what the patient can clearly identify also could damage. Uh, But you know what, Goldfarb, it's not about damaging the patient relationship. That is a huge factor. And when I used to help train med students, I used to also, um, I was one of the few people that actually did... um, um, I can't remember the term for it, but I actually was involved in, okay, I, we, I would help grade them, they'd be failed, and then they had to come back through me, particularly when it came to PPI, uh, patient-physician interaction, and I actually helped try to retrain them to get them back up to speed because they failed. Because the the patient-physician interaction part is the, is the key aspect to the interaction, right? To, to, to the, it, because if you don't have good interaction, that the patient's not going to open up to you. They're not going to tell you what's going on. You're not going to be able to take a good assessment using the old carts. You're not going to be able to do the right testing and come up with a good treatment plan. But it also goes beyond that because then what's going to have to happen is you're going to, you're going to have a patient who's calling himself Susie when he's really Steven and he's going to say he's got menstrual cramps to use this uh, analogy again and say, or, or say, I have I haven't had my menstruation. I haven't had my cycle in six months. I think I'm pregnant. And is the doctor then still going to go, oh, I see a penis, but let me do a, 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 you know, a blood test to see if you're pregnant? This is where we're at. It's insane. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. 
We're going to shift gears and talk more about this transgender movement involving California. Wait till you hear the bill that's coming forth. Parents, you all need to listen up. And if you know people that are parents, you need to tell them to hear this. Stay tuned. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. <sighs> we got a Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week coming up. Because um, I, I started to say I hate ending the show on this, but we're not actually ending the show uh, tonight. But this story is going to really upset a lot of you guys. In particular, I'm sure it's going to upset Skins because I, f- I found this article. Can we end too. the note? Not on a good note. <laughs> <laughs> we will. <laughs> but I need you to think of a good hero coming up later. Um but they, a recently amended California bill would add, quote, affirming the sexual transition of a child to the state's standard for parental responsibility and child welfare, welfare, making any parent who doesn't affirm transgenderism for their child guilty of abuse under California state law. Wow. Yeah. AB 957 passed California State Assembly on May 3rd, but a co-sponsor amended it after hours in California's state Senate on June 6th. So the bill originally was introduced on February 14th. Originally, it required courts to consider whether a child's parents were, quote, gender affirming in custody cases. Um, Scott Weiner, state, uh, state Senator Scott Weiner, amended it and completely rewrote it. Uh, to include uh, to make it included in California's standard of child care. AB 957 post amendment quote would include a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity as part of the health, safety and welfare of the child, altering the definition and application of the entire California Family Code. California courts would be given complete authority under Section 3011 3011 of California's Family Code to remove a child from his or her parents' home if parents disapprove of LBGTQ plus ideology. That's frightening. By changing the definition of what constitutes the health, safety, and welfare of a child, schools, churches, hospitals, and other organizations interacting with children would be required to affirm gender transitions in minors by default or they would risk charges of child abuse as well. So this is not just a denial of parental rights skins, but it seeks to to push this and control so that nobody in a school, church, or hospital would be able to step in. I mean, I just, I'm kind of at a loss for words. I, I mean, yeah. this is really where we're at. Yeah, AB 957 could also expand which organizations provide, quote, evidence of gender, quote, non affirmation to California courts. So in other words, we don't really know the extent of the snitching that would be involved here because of the addition of gender affirmation to the qualifications of California standards for health, safety and welfare. California's courts would now be able to accept reports of gender quote abuse from progressive activist organizations, as long as they claim to provide quote services to victims of sexual abuse, uh, uh, sexual assault or domestic violence. In essence, a boy could report that his par- could report his parents to his local school's Gay Straight Alliance Club or other LBGTQ plus organization who would then report the boy's parents for child abuse. The bill provides no definition whatsoever of what would qualify as non-affirming to a child's gender. So it could be anything. 
Well, of course, they, they want it vague. Exactly. As Susanna Luthi of the Washington Free Beacon points out, the bill makes no distinctions regarding the age of the child, how long a child is identified as transgender, or affirmation of social transition versus medical sex change treatments. It remains unclear what law or precedent California courts would be able to cite in determining whether a parent was, quote, affirming, much less to define a standard that applies to all situations. This is where we're at. America in California and of course is there anybody else talking about this tonight skins not have you to heard this anymore? my knowledge not any shows I mean I've listened I literally listened to dozens of show in part each and every day and I haven't heard this pop up this is reported by the Daily Signal so you can go to dailysignal.com forward slash 2023 forward slash 06 forward slash 09 California bill would change charge any parent uh, doesn't affirm transgenderism. I will post this on the socials. In fact, I'm going to do it right now before I forget. Is this a qualification for stink of the week? Uh, you know is. what? I mean, I, I've heard lots of stories this week. For me, I think that kind of takes the cake. It might even it might even trump, pardon the pun, Trump's indictment. Because what they're doing now, this is this is such the tactic of the left, right? It was Hillary Clinton who was colluding with Russians and trying to affect the outcome of the election. So then what did the Democrats do? They blamed accused Trump of colluding with Russians. It was Joe Biden who was trying to bribe Ukrainian officials and was on the take with Ukraine uh, as, as confirmed by this document, the 1023 and who's corrupt. But then what did they do? The Democrats filed impeachment against Trump over Ukraine. They're always guilty of what they accuse others of. It is the Democrats who are committing child abuse against children with this transgender nonsense. But now anybody who steps in against it are the child abusers. It's an upside down world. I'm just going to say it. The parents have to stand up in unison right now Mm -hmm. so that this stuff doesn't continue. I mean, they're going to enforce it, but they can't enforce it if everybody stands up. That's right. And conservatives, Republicans, and Christians, this is why Christians need to stop burying their head. They need to stop listening to the Stephen Furtick. It will not go away. Right. You know, uh, these Stephen Furtick's want to tell Christians to turn off the news. Do not turn off the news. What, you don't like what you're hearing? Oh, yeah. He doesn't tell people to turn him off, does he? Hey, turn off Stephen Furtick and turn on the news and read your Bible. How about that? We're going to take a break. We come back. Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Do you have a hero? We need a hero. 888-344-1170. Andrea K. bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It's time for Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Let's start with some stink. What you got? Who, who do you think is stink this week? A story I actually didn't catch. You know, there's been a lot, uh, and I use that as a pun, uh, the big baseball debacle. You know, what's going on with the Dodgers? A lot of fans like myself not going back because they chose mm-hmm. the trans activist group over their fan base, especially over their you know, spiritually, religiously inclined fan base. Well, now there has been news, apparently, that there is a uh, Toronto Blue Jays pitcher who he apologized because he posted 
a Target boycott video should never apologize, man. Just stick, stick with your convictions. And now he is going to be catching the first pitch at Pride Night. What? So because he posted something about Target, busting Target for the disgusting display they've got. He got pushed back on it, underwear. so he apologized. And now that he's apologized, he's considered a hero by the movement. Wow. You know what? Shame on you, man, because you just catered and Stand caved on your all your principles and your morals. Wow. You never apologize if you're not. And this is what I said about Drew Brees. Drew Brees could have retired from the NFL an absolute hero. He went out a zero and nobody gave a crap about him because he started this crap of wearing like Jacob Blake's name on his helmet and completely caved after he after he gave a pro-America statement during the whole give a knee thing and said that it was disrespectful to the military. And I have no more use for Drew Brees. And, you know, either you're a person of convictions or you're not. There's the no two LA grounding. Dodgers, yeah, they, yeah, because it's you, you. You don't win when you do that. So yeah, yeah. So that's that's definitely a stink. You got another stink. Well, you just said that the um, this Johns Hopkins story. Yeah. Oh that, no, the California. That's, no, that's it was the California that's science. Come on. Yeah, the California bill of now it's you're going to be you're you are as a parent if you don't go along with transgenderism of your child. You're, it's going to be considered child abuse. And my suggestion is you must pull your children out of public schools because what's happening is, is they're recruiting and shoving this on kids in public schools. And then the kid's going to come home and say they're transgenderism. And if you don't go along with it, you're going to be ca- called a child abuser. Before, back in the day, even if this was an issue, Andrea, they would have allowed the parents to opt out. There is no opting out anymore. No, no. You're going to be criminally prosecuted as a parent and being accused of child abuse if you don't go along with it. See how it escalates? You know, we were talking recently about how you couldn't adopt a kid if you weren't going to be willing to to go along with this. Now, you're as a parent. Oh, and was it last night we were talking about? Yeah, we did we have a guest on last night talking about parents yep. and about how parental rights groups now by the Southern Poverty Law Center are considered equal to the KKK. And this is and, and and how does this tie to Trump and, and, and the indictment? Because and Trump has not been at the forefront as much as he should have been on the cultural Marxist movement. Um, but but really, um, this left is he is considered um, in order for them to shove all their cultural stuff onto us. They have to also control the outcome of the elections. And in order to control the outcome of the elections, they need to have the FBI and the DOJ take out somebody like a Donald J. Trump. So in order to preserve the uniparty system, they've got to take out Donald J. Trump. Right. So um, it's all kind of tied together. Who's your heroes this week? Well, I have several. First off, mm-hmm. I want to give a shout out to Sheriff Bob Songer, because even in the mm-hmm. liberal state of Washington, he stands for the Second Amendment. And that right. is really where the battleground is right now, because if they take away our guns, people, we're in yeah. for some serious trouble. And he stands up and he doesn't care what, 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 what the ramifications are with that. Mm-hmm. True. OK, that's one. You said you had three heroes. Uh, second would be RFK Jr. Yes, he's not perfect. Yes, maybe he doesn't have the stance on guns that, that we want. Uh, but we also found out some new things about him regarding that in this particular show. He continues to put America. I mean, I hate saying it this way. He, he puts America first. This is not about politics for him. He's tired of what's being done in this country. Um, my stink is, is 
It's this LBGT movement. I got an email from a listener who said that two now they're now they want to add SS in front of LBGTQ, meaning two spirits, male and female. Um, this this is the Trojan horse to dis- to ultimately destroy this country, and this has got to be stopped. So this is this in combination with the weaponized U.S. government are really my dual stinks for the week. Heroes. Um, I would say Donald Trump because he continues to fight in spite of being the receiving end. Well, that was going to be my t- number one. And the, w- yeah. it's for what you're about to say, for seven years, yes. this man has been persecuted each and every day, but he keeps yes. getting back up. Absolutely. What I would say, though, about Donald Trump is when I read this indictment, he's got to start getting smarter. He's got to understand that he is unfortunately not safe anywhere, anytime. I can't imagine what it's like to have to live my life to where I can't ever have a conversation with anybody without being under threat of having it recorded and used against me and handed over to somebody that wants to destroy me. Unfortunately, that is how his life is. And and he and 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 it makes it almost imp- with who we trust, Andrea. He's going to have to be if he can survive this. I said back in 2017, they're going to dig and dig and dig until they can find a hammer that he wrote off without a receipt, something that they can use to get him thrown into jail. And when I look at this indictment, the conversation he had with that reporter might be the bullet that they can use to take him out. But my secondary hero of the week is Mark Levin who spoke up using his voice so well as a constitutional attorney, as a former chief of staff for Attorney General Edwin Meese, and his passion in which he spoke about this country, as well as, I want to add in Andy Biggs there, who said, this is war. Those who recognize the war that we're in are the heroes, whether they're elected officials, media people, and attorneys like Mark Levin, or the average everyday American. There's a war being waged. we got to get in it and be willing to battle and fight for this nation. We'll continue our fight Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you all. Love you. Have a great weekend. See you Monday. Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.